Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm China. Today is the seventh day of February. Welcome. So great to be back here with you today. Hope you are having a good day. And if not, I'm so sorry. Those happened. We're bound to have them. What I have slowly been learning is sometimes things happen out of our control, even if we would like to have control. And、um, how we respond really matters. And so, if we could just take a few minutes to take some deep belly breaths and、um, let's just recenter ourselves. And、uh, and calm our nervous system. So let's take a few deep breaths, and we'll jump into the word of the Lord together. Today we continue the story in the book of Exodus, with chapters twenty-five to twenty-seven. We're in the Evangelical Heritage Version for this week. The Lord spoke to Moses. He said, "Speak to the people of Israel, so that they gather a special offering for me." From everyone whose heart makes him willing, you shall gather the offering for me. This is the offering which you are to gather from them: gold, silver, and bronze; blue, purple, and scarlet material; fine linen, goat's hair, rams' skins dyed red, and hides of sea cows; acacia wood, olive oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil, and for the fragrant incense; onyx stones. And stones to be mounted on the special vest and on the pouch. They are to make a sanctuary for me, so that I may dwell among them. You are to make it exactly according to the design for the dwelling and the designs for all of its furniture, which I will show you. We shall make an ark of acacia wood, and is to be forty-five inches long, twenty-seven inches wide, and twenty-seven inches high. Overlay it with pure gold. Overlay it on the inside and the outside. And make a gold border around it. Cast four gold rings for it, and place them next to its four feet. Two rings are for one side of it, and two rings for the other side. Make poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Put the poles which are used to carry the ark into the rings on the side of the ark. The poles are to be placed into the rings on the ark. They are not to be removed from the rings. Put the testimony which I am about to give to you into the ark. Make an atonement seat of pure gold, forty-five inches long and twenty-seven inches wide. Make two cherubim of hammered gold. You are to make them for the two ends of the atonement seat. Make one cherub for one end and one cherub for the other end. The cherubim on its two ends are to form one piece with the atonement seat. The cherubim will spread their wings upward. So that they cover the atonement seat with their wings, and they will face each other. The faces of the cherubim are to be looking inward towards the atonement seat. Put the atonement seat on top of the ark, and put the testimony which I will give to you into the ark. There I will meet you, and from above the atonement seat, from between the two cherubim that are on the ark of the testimony, I will communicate to you all the commands that I will give to you for the people of Israel. You shall make a table of acacia wood, thirty-six inches long, eighteen inches wide, and twenty-seven inches high. Overlay it with pure gold and make a gold border around it. Make a three-inch rim around it. Make a gold border for its rim all the way around it. Make four gold rings for it and fasten the rings to the four corners, above the four legs of the table. 
The rings shall be closer to the border to hold the poles used to carry the table. Make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold, so that the table can be carried with them. You are to make its dishes, its small bowls, its pitchers, and its larger bowls to pour out offerings. Make them of pure gold. You are to set the bread of the presence on the table, so that it is in front of me at all times. You shall make a lampstand of pure gold. The lampstand is to be made of hammered metal. Its pedestal, its shaft, its cups, its buds, and its flowers are all to be formed as one piece with the lampstand. They are to be six branches going out from its two sides. Three branches of the lampstand are to go out from one side, and three branches of the lampstand are to go out from the other side. There are to be three cups shaped like almond blossoms with buds and flowers on the first branch, and three cups like almond blossoms with buds and flowers on the branch opposite it. All six branches going out from the lampstand are to be the same. On the lampstand itself, make four cups shaped like almond blossoms with buds and flowers. The bud under one pair of branches is to form one piece with the lampstand, and the bud under the second pair of branches is to form one piece with the lampstand, and the bud under the third pair of branches is to form one piece with the lampstand. The same for all six branches going out of the lampstand. Its buds and branches are to be made as one piece with it. All of it will be one hammered piece of pure gold. You shall make seven lamps for it, and these lamps shall be lit to give light to the area in front of the lampstand. Its wick trimmers and its pans are to be made of pure gold. It is to be made of 75 pounds of pure gold with all these accessories. See to it that you make them according to their design, which is being shown to you on the mountain. The curtain that forms the dwelling itself you shall make with 10 panels of fine woven linen with blue, purple, and scarlet material. Decorate them with cherubim, which are to be the work of a skillful craftsman. The length of each panel of the curtain is to be 42 feet, and the width of each panel 6 feet. All the panels are to be the same size. Five panels of the curtain are to be connected together into one panel, and the other five panels are to be connected together into one. Attach blue loops to the edge of the last panel in the first set of curtains. In the same way, attach loops to the edge of the last panel of the second set. Make 50 loops for the edge of the first set of curtains, and make 50 loops for the edge of the second set of curtains. The loops are to be opposite one another. Make 50 gold clasps, and connect two sets of curtains to each other with the clasps, so that the dwelling becomes one connected piece. You shall make panels for a curtain made from goat's hair to serve as a tent over the dwelling. Make 11 panels. The length of each panel is to be 45 feet, and the width of each panel 6 feet. The 11 panels are to be the same sizing. Connect 5 panels of the curtain into one unit, and connect 6 panels into another unit. Fold the 6th panel of the curtain over the front edge of the tent. Attach 50 loops to the edge of the last panel of one set of curtains, and 50 loops to the edge of the last panel in the second set. Make 50 bronze clasps and put the clasps into the loops to join the two pieces of the tent together, so that it forms one unit. The excess part of the curtain from that form the tent, which is left over, that is, 
the half curtain that is extra is to hang down over the back of the dwelling. The 18 inches left over on one side and the 18 inches left over on the other side, all along the length of the tent coverings, are to be left hanging down over the sides of the dwelling on either side to cover it. You shall also make a covering for the tent made from ram skins, dyed red, and the covering made from hides of sea cows to go above that one. You shall make upright boards of acacia wood to serve as a framework for the dwelling. The length of each board is to be 15 feet, and the width of each board is to be 27 inches. There are to be two pegs on each board for connecting them to the next board. That is the way you are to make all the boards for the dwelling. Make these boards for the dwelling. Make 20 boards for the south side. Make 40 socket basins of silver to be placed under the 20 boards. Two sockets to go under the first board to hold its two pegs, and two sockets to go under the next board for its two pegs. For the second side of the dwelling, the north side, make 20 boards with 40 socket basins of silver, two sockets to go under the first board, and two sockets to go under the next board. For the far side of the dwelling, the west side, make six boards, then make two boards for each of the back corners of the dwelling. For the two corners, there are to be twin boards from the top to the bottom to the top, but they are to be joined at the top by one ring. Both corner pieces are to be made like this. Altogether, there will be eight boards with silver socket bases, 16 socket bases, two socket bases to go under each board. You shall make crossbars of acacia wood, five crossbars for the boards on one side of the dwelling, five crossbars for the boards on the other side of the dwelling, and five crossbars for the boards on the back side of the dwelling on the west. The middle bar, placed halfway up the boards, shall pass through from one end of the boards to the other end. Overlay the boards with gold, attach gold rings to them and hold the crossbars, and overlay the crossbars with gold. You shall set up the dwelling according to the design that is being shown to you on the mountain. You shall make a special veil of blue, purple, and scarlet material and of fine woven linen, decorated with cherubim. It shall be made as the work of a skillful craftsman. Hang it on four posts of acacia wood overlaid with gold, which stand on four socket bases of silver. The hooks are to be made of gold. Hang up the veil below the spot where he clasps, where the clasps join the two parts of the dwelling. Then bring the Ark of the Testimony inside the veil. The veil shall separate the holy place from the most holy place for you. You shall put the atonement seat on top of the Ark of the Testimony in the most holy place. You shall set the table outside the veil and the lampstand opposite the table on the south side of the dwelling. You shall put the table on the north side. You shall make a screen for the entry to the tent from blue, purple, and scarlet material and the fine woven linen. The work of an embroider. Make five posts of acacia wood to support the screen and overlay them with gold. Their hooks shall be gold and you shall cast five bronze socket bases for them. You shall make the altar of acacia wood, seven and a half feet long and seven and a half feet wide. The altar shall be square and it shall be four and a half feet high. You shall make horns on its four corners. These horns are to be made as one piece with the altar, and you are to overlay the altar with bronze. Make pails to take away its fat-drenched ashes. Make shovels, basins, meat hooks, and fire pans for the altar. 
Make all its utensils of bronze. Make a grate for it, which is a latticework of bronze. And make four bronze rings for the four corners of the latticework grate. Set the grate in place below the top edge of the altar, so that the grate rests halfway down from the top of the altar. Make poles for the altar, poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with bronze. These poles are to be put through the rings on the two sides of the altar whenever it is carried. You are to make the altar hollow, with sides made of boards. They are to make it as being shown to you on the mountain. You shall make the courtyard for the dwelling. For the south side of the courtyard, there shall be hangings of fine woven linen, 150 feet long for that side. There shall be 20 posts for it, and their 20 socket bases shall be bronze. The hooks for the posts and the connectors shall be silver. In the same way, for the north side, there shall be hangings 150 feet long, with 20 posts and 20 bronze socket bases. The hooks for the posts and their connectors shall be silver. For the courtyard on the west side, there shall be hangings 75 feet wide, with 10 posts and 10 socket bases. The width of the courtyard on the east side shall be 75 feet. The hangings on one side of the entry gate shall be 22 feet, 6 inches wide, with 3 posts and 3 socket bases. For the other side, there shall be hangings 22 feet, six inches wide with three posts and three socket bases. For the entryway into the courtyard, there shall be a screen 30 feet wide made of blue, purple, and scarlet material and of fine woven linen, the work of an embroider. Make four posts for it and four socket bases. All the posts around the courtyard shall be connected with silver. Their hooks shall be silver and their socket bases bronze. The length of the courtyard shall be 150 feet, and the width 75 feet on both ends. The height of the hangings of fine woven linen shall be seven and a half feet. Its socket bases shall be bronze. All the utensils for all the services of the dwelling, all its tent stakes, and all the stakes of the courtyard shall be bronze. You shall command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil from beaten olives, for the light so that the lamp may burn every night, in the tent of meeting, in front of the veil which is in front of the testimony. Aaron and his sons shall tend the lamp before the Lord from evening to morning. This shall be a permanent regulation throughout their generations for the people of Israel. So everything that we have read today is of great detail of how the uh, the dwelling is to be built and how the Ark of the Covenant is going to be built and the table, the lampstands, the curtains and the covers for the dwelling, the framework for the dwelling, the veil and the screen and the altar, the courtyard and even the oil for the lamp. So God is a God of detail for sure, down to specific length, lengths and specific colors and even down to the material. So he is for sure a God of detail. And I am very thankful that we have this specific scripture because something that, um, you know, is helpful is when people recreate things like this, um, like something like this in, in Israel that, that we've seen on the trip or something that gets remade 
maybe not on the same grander scale, but uh, like in a museum and you can have that visual if you're trying to get lost in it like I do and you're trying to like, okay, wait, 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 like purple's here, blue's here. How many cubits, how does that translate into feet and what's happening with this? You know, like it's, it's nice to have a visual and to be like, oh wow, okay, this actually looks really cool. Like I don't have a sewing bone in my body, so I would have definitely just been asked to um, watch quietly. That's what I feel like. Uh, it would have been like, um, okay, you give us your sewing needles. You're done. You're, thank you so much. Go sit over there. Go get us some snacks. Um, but I'm very thankful for this scripture, for those reasons, just to have that visual. But also, we see that God is a God of detail and he cares about these things. And so when we're reading about, okay, God wants it to be this color and he wants it to be of goat hair and he wants it to be this many cubit feet wide and this many cubit feet long. Of course he would care about these things in my life that I feel like are too small or not as of importance or that don't matter. I would argue that it seems like God cares about the little things in our lives or the, the things that we feel are maybe insurmeasurable or just not that big of a deal or I don't want to bother him with this or you know anything of that scale it's actually of great value because this isn't just a building that's being built this isn't just materials that are being collected together they're not just colors being woven together this is a dwelling place for the Lord and so I think that all the details of our lives coming together whether it's Lord should I pick this school or Lord, what about this job position? Or Lord, I'm not sure about the right timing to have a kid or another kid. Or what about this person for a spouse? All of those things are places and like real life areas the Lord can come and dwell in. And so I believe that he cares about all those things. And so Father, I thank you that your word shares just so much of who you are. God, it's such a raw and vulnerable area of your heart and I thank you that even reading all these details today for a place for you to dwell Lord I thank you that the details of our hearts are places that you can dwell and so Lord we just invite you into them and we ask that you would come and have your way and speak to us and it is in your name we pray amen So this is where I will leave you today. Be sure to stick around and listen to my mom's commentary for where they are beginning their pilgrimage and um, are continuing to, to begin it. So I encourage you to listen to that. But that is all for today. I'm China. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Thank you, sweet girl. So it's true. We're here. And it's exactly how we left it last time uh, we made it it's so incredible to be back and uh, just take in the land where jesus walked and uh travel is always you know you can't get anywhere too quick too fast uh so that was tedious and long <laughs> Uh, but it's gonna be so worth it and so we just uh, arrived our family had dinner together uh, in Jaffa the first night in one of our favorite places in the entire world uh, one of our favorite meals 
the food is just incredible and right by the water and of course getting into it and gonna take some time to get acclimated so we're still kind of deciding if it's night or day and that will take it will take some days to get into uh but the excitement is palpable uh the nostalgia of just all of the memories uh it's all here and we will meet the group of amazing pilgrimagers who traveled and are on this journey with us and have a lovely welcoming dinner tonight and so of course we're very much looking forward to that that kicks off uh, this next 14-ish day journey uh, that welcoming dinner that's happening later tonight so not a whole bunch to report uh, Ezekiel is probably the most excited which just warms my heart he has read the New Testament for kids over the last several years. This is his third year. And so he is more excited than ever to be here in the places where he has read, especially in the Gospels. And he wanted some uh, camera equipment for Christmas last year to document this trip. He is much like his daddy. And uh, so he is really excited to do that this time and the kid is so brilliant that i'm quite excited to see what he comes up with uh, so watching the wonder through the eyes of a child on this journey where he has gained wisdom and understanding is especially sweet this year and this is my first year being here since uh coming into the chronological journey so I'm excited for some things to really click and lock into place. And so as you can imagine, I'm very much excited. I don't know how many more ways to say that, uh, but I'm excited to bring you along on this journey with us here together too. So tonight is where it all begins and we will step out into the desert tomorrow and I very much look forward to it so that's it for today and I'll be here tomorrow with you and I look forward to it as I do every day until then love one another good morning family this is your sister Kim in Kentucky and I'm calling in this morning for um, to pray for some of the dabbers as um, some fellow sisters will say um I'm just, I heard, Gina, I heard your call, my sister in California, um, of your betrayal. And oh, my sister, if we were closer, I would just want to give you a holy hug and just, um, just hold you as I hear the pain in your voice. But, you know, what amazes me is God's perfect timing. And I know you had to call in a few days before we started reading, um, about Joseph. And as um, I was hearing your call and thinking about Joseph and the readings and the commentary that then China and stuff was making and how we went on into forgiveness, oh, my sister, I think the Lord has that word for you in this season that you're in. 
So I would just encourage you to go back and uh, listen again and reread um, the messages um, about Joseph. I believe God will speak to you specifically. I know He is with you just as He was with Joseph. And even there was a time when Joseph did what was right and he asked to be remembered, but it was still two years later before Pharaoh had a dream. God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He has a perfect timing, but I know healing. I remember hearing a a message a long time ago about Joseph that said, from the pit to the prison to the palace. And in the name of Jesus, may you have your palace moment in God's perfect timing. I love you. I'm praying for you. And I know God is uh, with you. Be encouraged. Hi, everybody. This is Hopeful in Wyoming. Um, I am calling in because I wanted to make it more of a goal to call in and pray over people this year. Um, And then, of course, I haven't done it at all for the first month, but I just heard a couple of prayer requests that really hit home. Um, The first one is Jen from Tennessee. Um, She said her son, Josiah, has had gastrointestinal problems and is doing better. So that's a praise. Um, And I just want to say that I'm... Uh, kind of a young person that has had gastrointestinal issues for my entire life, and I am also finally getting better. I visited the Mayo Clinic last fall, so um, just let Josiah know that he's not the only one out here that is having those uncomfortable issues um, as a young person. And then I'm also going to be praying for your friend's son, Talon, who's in the hospital, and they can't figure out what's going on with him, so I pray that those doctors can figure it out. And the second one is Pam from Utah. Um, She said her son, Scott, has high-functioning autism and is getting heart surgery. Um, And kind of a funny thing, my brother has high-functioning autism, and I also have some heart issues. So again, that really kind of hit home for me um, because of what his situation is. So I'm just going to be praying for Scott as he goes through his heart surgery. And I just pray that the doctors solve everything and the surgery goes smoothly and there's no complications. Um, I love listening to DABC. I'm going to try to continue to call in and pray for people. Um, But thanks for listening. Love you guys. Good evening, Daily Audio Bible Community. This is Diane Olive and Jeff Brown from Newburgh, Indiana. And it's 9.15 in the evening, Central Time. And Jeff and I have just read the reading for February 1st. Was that right? February 1st? Yeah. 2023. Um, And we're on Central Time, so 9.15 Central Time. And Jeff and I were talking about this. And what Jeff said was that we can hurt a lot of people by the decisions we make. Just like Pharaoh thought he was a god above anything. And then we just, we looked at ourselves and we we saw there were ways we can change and shake off the things in our lives that hurt other people and that we're going to try to do better. And so I guess our prayer for tonight is that we would change from the inside out 
and that God would help us and the Holy Spirit and Jesus and all the angels and all the great cloud of witnesses would help us to see as God sees, to do what he wants us to do and to love one another as he has loved us. Shalom, shalom. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Hello, Dabbers. I am so grateful to be part of this community. Thank you, China, and thank you, Jill, for coming to us each and every day and letting the Lord use you in a special way. The other day I heard Heather from Nashville, Tennessee, and I was so touched when I heard her because she is a survivor of sexual abuse. And I was just so moved, and I've been thinking and praying for her because she said that she still has triggers after 40 years. And I'm, I'm, I just want to pray for Heather right now. I forgot to tell you who I was. I am T from South Carolina. I would like for us to pray for Heather, and I pray even now, Lord Jesus, that you will touch Heather. And even though it's been 40 years since the incident has taken place, we know that you're even there through her ups and downs. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you will uh, let her know that you're there. And even when she has the triggers, Lord, that you would continue to heal her through uh, each and every trigger that comes about, Lord, and let her know that you love her so much and that you're faithful to her and you're able to do more than she could even ask or think. I pray for Heather right now in Jesus' name. Heather, the Lord loves you so much. And I just want to encourage you to hold on uh, and to maybe... Uh,